0: Hello. Hi. Howdy. You know, I got, I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news, guys, is that you're stuck with me today. It's just me. You don't have the good voice. But we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this as a team. Yes, because there's no I in team. You know? That's what we're going to do. We're going to power through. We're going to push through. The good news is, I think you're going to really dig the episode. The topic gods gave us something super fun to talk about. Well, fun, I say that lightly. Don't take me wrong. It's not like a positive conversation. But it is very interesting about um, you know the human psyche and how cruel, I guess, the world can be sometimes. And it's a, it's a, I'm a big fan of true crime, uh, You know, for those that know me. And this was one of those stories that really stuck with me, even though there's only, one, there's only one murder. There's only one death, which is interesting in itself because normally those big stories, you know, you got serial killers and, and stuff like that, but th- there's something different about this one, and I think you guys will you'll know what I'm talking about. All right, you ready? Let's do it. I mean, it's just a question. You don't have to throw a fit about it. <laughs> you know what, then? Ladies fucking first. Bitch. Fucking pain in my ass. So you're my bitch. Dude, why does it smell like gym socks in here? It's not that big of a deal. I love you. I love you. All right, guys. So let's see what the topic gods have for us to talk about today. Here we go. True crime. You know, that makes me happy to land on this one uh, because there is like I, because I, I I'm a big true crime fan, so I'm always watching the documentaries, and I'm on YouTube watching true crime. I have podcasts I listen to a true crime, so I got a lot of crazy stories just like just packaged up in in the in the noodle, man. And um, so there's a few stories that I'm excited to tell you guys about, and I guess now is a good time to do it. Girl hasn't even heard this one yet, Uh, so this is going to be new for her. So she can be listening to this right alongside with you guys. So I'm excited to tell you about it. So what I want to, what I want you to do is, while I tell this story, I want you guys to put yourself in these people's shoes, right? So I want you, uh, gentlemen, to be Nation Han, okay? Ladies, I want you to be the wife. That is. Jamie Han. And I want you guys to picture uh, your best friend, whoever that best friend might be. Put yourselves in the shoes of these three main characters that we're going to be talking about. Just because, just so you can kind of, it, it kind of helps hit home a little bit as to the magnitude of what happened and the depth of depravity that somebody's got to be in to pull this shit that was pulled. It's insanity. This is the murder of Jamie Hahn. Nation Hahn, okay? For those of you that are playing this little mental mind game with me, that's you, gentlemen. It's Nation Hahn. After uh, college, I think, he became a political strategist. That was kind of his thing in college, his major. And he was well known in the North Carolina area for that line of work. And he had this best friend of his named uh, Jonathan Broyhill those of us playing that thought game that's the friend okay so you got the gentlemen who are nation friends jonathan broyhill ladies you're jamie so while he was looking for this work he met another political strategist uh, by the name of jamie kirk and they hit it off really well um there's a audio clip of nation talking about jamie and he was telling a story about how like they were on like the second date or something second or third date and um he was Jamie was doing her best to try and get him to understand that she was interested and she wanted a kiss and you know how it is guys you know when you're young and you're kind of afraid to make that move to make the first move and he was telling the story about how it was so clear thinking or looking back on it that that's exactly what she wanted and he was too scared or whatever to make, the, make that move and she ended up having to kiss him for her which is Funny and sad at the same time. <laughs> Shortly after, a couple of years down the road, they decided they were going to get married. Now, Jonathan Broyhill, being nation's best friend, was his best man for the wedding. So they did their thing. I think they even went to, um, they even honeymooned. I want to say that he went with them, if I'm remembering correctly. So all this is just to say that they were three very good friends. Inseparable. So Jamie then formed a political consulting firm called Sky Blue Strategies, and it took on the job of like fundraising for I think it was like a congressman, Brad Miller, or something along those lines. And she was even able to hire John on with her. As the accounting and finance reporter for the company. So she had the company up and running. Uh, Her and Nation were married. She even had her best friend, which is, you know, Nation's best friend, John Broyhill, working for her. They had a house together. Y'all, they were just doing the damn thing, right? Everything was good to go. Shortly thereafter, they get a call from John Broyhill. And he's, you know, he's very shaky and he's upset about something, obviously. And He's ta- He calls Jamie first, I think, and he's kind of talking everything over with her. And then Nation gets a call from Jamie, and, and Jamie's like, Hey, you know, we need to have a conversation. We need to have a talk. It's it's about John. And Nation, you know, was trying to pull for answers. He was could tell something was wrong, and so he was like, What's wrong? What's going on? What's wrong with John? You know, this is Nation's best friend, right? This is his right-hand man, so... Obviously, he just wanted to know what was going on, and out of respect for Jonathan, Jamie just told him, "Look, we'll talk about it when you get home." And so what happened was, John was telling them about how he's felt um, very tired lately, and, and he you know, he could, could hardly move from, you know one area to the other without losing his breath, and he was um, disoriented. And just all these things were going wrong with him. So he went to the doctor's office to see if they could check it out and see what was going on. And the doctors had advised him that he had multiple sclerosis. And multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease that attacks the, the nervous system of the body. And the nervous system, of course, controls functions like the ability to walk, the ability to think, it can cause vision loss, numbness, disorientation, things of that nature. So it, it is a very, very severe disease and so things were going to change for John especially for John but you know they thought that maybe they could help Jamie and Nation did and so what they did was they started like making it to where they had certain meals uh, that they would eat so that it was easier for John to something about how it's healthier for him and it helps his diet and it helps the body adjust to certain types of things like that but the point is, is that they completely turned around their own dietary habits to help him there's days when he needs to get to the hospital you know for checkups and doctor visits and, and whatnot and so the hans don't have a problem taking him out there you know they'll set it, they'll kind of move around their schedule and they'll get him over there and these are you know it, multiple sclerosis is a, is a serious deal and so they're not just short doctor visits they'll be there for two hours three hours and they'll drop him off, and they'll wait around and wait for him to get done, and they'll be ready to drop him or take him back home whenever he's done. And so this goes on for a short while, and, you know, there's some ups and downs. It tends to get better, but then there's these signs that it gets worse, and it's just it's an ongoing ordeal. But they do what they can to help him at the detriment to even their own way of life, so to speak. So things kind of slowly start to deteriorate a bit for Jonathan. So he'll, um, he'll pop into the office that, of Sky Blue that Jamie started He'll be, you know, he'll pop in later and later and later, but she understands and she works around it and she does what she can to kind of help him out. And then one day he comes back and he's like, you know, I'm still feeling one way or the other. I need to go back to a doctor's office and get a checkup and see what's going on. And, and so they, they, uh, Jamie decides to help him and, uh, take him over to the doctor's office and she waits outside and he goes in. It's about two hours, maybe a little two and a half hours. And he comes back and they say that things are getting, things are getting worse And that they found something like um, they found something that they needed to check up on and that they'd be following up back up with him after a few days to see if whatever they found was something they really need to look into to assess or was it benign or what. So a couple days pass and um, they get a call from Jonathan and he's crying and he's upset. And, you know, so they, they have him over for dinner and, you know, they kind of have a conversation about what's going on and how he's feeling and what they can do to help and come to find out that uh, the doctors told him that he had pancreatic cancer and that it was stage four. You know, they can do what they can as far as you know, chemotherapy and whatever it is that, that they need to try and help him out with, but as, because it's so late in the game, they're not sure it's going to make a bit of difference. Um, and this was a really heavy hitter for all three of them. You know, when you, when you get news like that, that's not an easy thing to digest. And so, Jamie's crying and and Nation's crying and John's crying and they're all talking to each other. And then it kind of hits Jamie that life is a very fragile thing. And after John goes home, she's like, hey, you know, maybe we should look at raising our family. Uh, Something about just the whole finality of the cancer and the multiple sclerosis and how everything's happening so quickly made her want to go ahead and start working towards having a family before it happens to be too late. And so... He loved that idea. He was, he was overjoyed, and so they started making plans to have a baby. So family-wise, for them and relationship-wise, this was a turning point. This is where they decided, you know, that it was time to build on their family and move forward. So during the next short while, uh, things were slowly getting worse for Jonathan. They'd have their good days, but uh, there were more bad days than there were good. There were days where he just couldn't get out of bed for a while. There was days where he just wasn't himself. He was quiet. He was reserved for obvious reasons. And that being Nation's best friend, you know, it really hurt him to see him like that. And Jamie did everything that she could to keep him comfortable, keep him happy. Like, the food that they ate was for him, like I said. And he would still visit uh, as often as possible. The Neighbors would say that it's they almost never see The parking lot without Jonathan's car in it. So it was always them three together, and they were doing what they can to make him comfortable and happy. Then one day, Jamie received a bill from a bill collector through Time Warner Cable that there was an unpaid bill that they had, and that a check that had been cut to handle the bill had bounced. And so obviously, Jonathan Broyhill, being the financial advisor of the whole company, she set up a conversation with him so that they can kind of go over the books and see exactly what it was that was missing or what happened. And so he answered the call and he told her that, yeah, he'd he'd be back, or he'd be down there to kind of talk with her and see what was going on. I think at this time, Nation was uh, out running, I think. For some reason, I keep thinking he was running, so I must have heard that somewhere, like out on a jog or something like that. So anyways, he comes back home after his run and he sees that Jonathan's car is in the parking lot and he goes into the house and Jamie and John are having a conversation at the kitchen table. And so he kind of just gives him a nod and goes upstairs to wash up, shower, do his thing, and then come back down to have the conversation with them. So as he was upstairs, he hears this scream and, uh, it's Jamie and, and, and she's calling for him. And it sounds like she's, trying to get his attention to get him to help her with John, like something happened with Jonathan, like maybe, you know is, is did he pass out or something like that, anyways and so he kind of steps out because he wasn't quite sure that he heard what he heard and he asked her, you know, you know, called out for her is everything okay, and then she called out for him again, and so he turns around and he starts running down the stairs and she says he's trying to kill me, is what she's screaming and so he goes down there and he sees Jonathan standing over her body, and she's still alive, but John's got a knife. And so Nation runs over and he starts fighting back and forth with Jonathan. He's like, What are you doing? What are you doing? And he keeps trying to push him, and Jonathan is like, you know, sticking him a few times with his knife. And so Nation's already taken a, a few stab wounds trying to fight Jonathan out. And he, he keeps telling Jamie, you know, to get out of the house, get out of the house. And he sees the like the side door to the house open up and so he assumes that that's her leaving the house and so he like pushes john over in the middle of this altercation and there's blood everywhere and he pushes him over and then runs outside out, out the side door that that Jamie had ran out and both him and Jamie run over to the neighbor's house it's around this time though that he sees the extent of what happened to Jamie and she had been stabbed several several times they got with the neighbor and they had the neighbor call the police and so the neighbor's calling 911 and she's telling them you know there's just two people here on, on my porch and they're bleeding one of them's bleeding real bad they send the police over there Jamie and Nation are talking and Nation's telling her you know hang in there I love you and she's telling them that I love you too and they repeated that a couple times you know hang in there I love you I love you too and she was taken to the hospital But as the cops were going into the Hans' house, they found Jonathan. And Jonathan had cut his wrists and cut his stomach open so badly that his intestines were hanging out. And there's blood all over the kitchen, and homeboy's down there with his wrists cut and his intestines hanging out, and you got two people being rushed to the hospital, so it was completely fucking insane, uh, this scene that the the cops walked into. So, (sighs) Jamie does not make it. She lasted two days in the hospital and she died from her injuries that her best friend gave her. After an investigation was done, they found that Jonathan, and this is this is why I, I wanted you guys to kind of picture your best friend in this scenario because this is where my mind starts to just dissolve. This is just batshit crazy. But they found out that Jonathan was like cutting parts of their checks and stuff and, and sending it over to himself, and he had done so to the point, to the amount of $46,000 is the amount that he had taken from the company, from Sky Blue, that Jamie had started, that she hired him for. Not only that, but there was no cancer. There was no multiple sclerosis. He had, like, studied what these types of diseases and in, in this, this cancer and what it does to the body and how a person like this would generally react, and he was acting this way. And then what blows my mind even more is that when they would take him to the hospital, homie would go inside and walk around the hospital for hours, just wandering the fucking halls. And that, that right there to me is a whole new level of psychopath. Like, I don't understand. Hey, that is, that is, those are your best friends and they have done everything in their power to help you and what bothers me the most is that there's really no explanation for this I don't understand why he thought it was a good idea to fake these sicknesses and I don't know how long he planned to he wanted to kill them both and then tried to kill himself and was only successful in one of them so he's been sentenced to life in prison and I think I want to say that was around 2015 16 that he was sentenced so it wasn't too too long ago There was the Jamie Kirk Hahn Foundation that Nation had founded. He founded it in uh, October of 2013. And it's a non-profit kind of organization that trains community leaders in whatever areas where there's a high number of hunger or poverty and there's needs for education. It helps train the community leaders in those areas to kind of get that to those people. They did that just because Jamie herself was uh, very big on charity work, and helping out the community even when she died she had been like working to set up a nonprofit to help feed children who receive free lunches at schools when they're not in class so it's 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 i don't understand how somebody comes to this conclusion and if there are no sicknesses i don't under, I, I just don't know the motive i mean it could have been obviously money is a big part of this right but why kill them that right there stops the flow of money that stops your income that you've been ripping off from your best friends uh, there was f- uh, so the, uh, the damages that was done to Jamie amongst all the lacerations from defending herself and the cuts and, and what not there were four major stab wounds and that was one to the back one to the abdomen one to the chest and one to the cheek and how you harbor that kind of anger to do that to somebody while faking a disease while stealing their money there's a whole new level of hell ready for this dude. And uh, I'm kind of excited to see him go. Alright guys, well, that's the story. And I don't know about you, but uh, I think I need a bit of a a palate cleanse. (laughs) We don't want to leave you depressed or anything in one of our episodes. You know we like to have a little bit of fun. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you with a couple of times where I've pissed off my friends and family by not answering the phone. So. Leave you with it. And uh I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. And and clip your toenails. Talons aren't cute. You you're kicking around in the bed without the socks and you're scratching up your loved ones. That that shit's not funny. And that hurts. So keep the clippers nearby. Take care of yourself. Good hygiene. Good hygiene goes a long way, you guys. Shower every day, right? We might, it's, we ain't quarantined anymore by the looks of things. Things are opening back up, so they're going to see you. Brush your teeth. Stop playing games. Stop playing games. you in the motherfucker, you. God damn, old suit, I got a dent to your motherfucking bone, dude. You ain't even doing nothing. You're sitting there, struggling your sausage, doing whatever with your curly hair, you fuck, you, that's your goddamn phone, oh, you snivel motherfucker, mm-hmm. you. Hey, man. getting real tired trying to get a hold of you to get my money back. If you, uh... You, you know that bear? You know that bear That's your, that you have to teach all that shit We'll trying to harmonize? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't call me back soon, you're gonna get it. He's gonna get it real bad. I'm gonna shave him. Yeah, see how he likes that shit. It'll be all your fault. The fur will be on your hands. You have three days. <laughs> Bo, your friggin' voicemail thing, it takes fucking eons to leave your friggin' voicemail roll. And I'm gonna leave my family. anything. Thanks. Um, I need to to your phone. You need to stop like leaving on freaking silent or like fiber or some shit. Because this is exactly why you don't get home and get cold. It's a fucking cold. So anyways, answer my call, which your will cool, right? yeah, yeah, I love you.